Welcome. You're listening to audio from Haddington Elam Church. We hope that you are encouraged and challenged by this week's message. I have a message that I want to share with you today, and it is called Don't Hinder Your Prayers. I remember just as a young Christian hearing or knowing that this idea that there's something that I could do or not do, but that it could hinder my prayers, that our prayers that we pray, we pray in faith, that we bring before God to find that I could do something to hinder my prayers or to have them not be answered was quite alarming. I'm hoping that for this new year, 2021, that it will be a year of prayer, that it will be a year of answered prayer in your lives. So I felt that this message was a timely message. Let me pray. Father God, just ask in the next moments as I share that you will just speak to us through your word, that we will take it to heart and that we will look at it and examine ourselves. God, that we will have nothing that will hinder our prayers, that we will try in our everything within our power to, to have that open heaven, to not have anything that would be causing our prayers to be hindered or slowed or unanswered. Just ask you to speak to us through your word. Just ask that you use this message today to be a blessing and encouragement, a warning to some, and God, that you will use it to have our prayers be heard and answered this year. In your name we pray. Amen. I do encourage you today, I do have a lot of scripture that I will be sharing, and I do encourage you to take notes to follow along in your tablet your phone, however you have your Bible, and uh, that you would just be able to write those down. You can always listen back and refer back to this uh, podcast. But we know that the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective and can accomplish much. But there are things that we can do that actually can hinder God answering our prayers. And as I said at the beginning, just the thought that we can be the hindrance or cause of the delay or delaying our own prayers is quite alarming. Let's not allow anything to hinder our prayers and stand in the way of our relationship with God. So you may be saying, what do you mean by hinder? Hinder, by definition, means to make it difficult for someone to do something or for something to happen. So it's not an impossibility, but it's, it makes it much more difficult uh, to cut into like blocking off a road or introducing an obstacle that stands sharply in the way of a moving object to sharply impede or by cutting off what is desired or needed to block. We can do some things in our lives or allow things in our lives that actually impede or hinder our prayers from being heard or answered. Modern thought goes like this, the idea that people would use today. Modern thought goes like this. We all have our own truth. What is true for you may not be true for me. Perception is reality. Friends, do you know that the way that you perceive God can keep you from knowing the truth about him? It's true. Your perception of a person, even if it is wrong, will keep you from seeing him or her as they really are. 
For example, if you perceive God as a big, distant, angry God looking for any reason to smash you, you have the wrong perception. Many have this view of God today. They think that God is angry and just has a club over his shoulder and just waiting for you to mess up so that he can smash you with his big stick. But that is not how God is. If you break it down, perception is defined as a way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something, or a mental impression. Reality is defined as the world or the state of things as they actually exist as opposed to an idealistic or notional idea of them. First thing we must do is perceive God as He is, not as we think He is. How we perceive God matters. Again, how we see Him or perceive Him We need to perceive him and see him as he is, to know him as he's known. Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Continually renew your mind so that you will always perceive God to be who he truly is, our Father in heaven. He is the God who desires that all men be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. If you perceive God to be harsh and stingy, your incorrect perception will hinder your ability to receive the promises that he's made. If you perceive him to be good and generous, you will readily receive the abundant life that he has promised to you. John 10.10, Jesus says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. 2 Corinthians 10.5, For we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Remember, friends, that Jesus is the truth. You can trust everything that he has said in his word. His word is truth. We need to see him in the truth that he is, not a truth that we think he is. We have to renew our minds. We are given the mind of Christ, and we have to renew our minds to see him in the truth and and see him as he is. Ephesians 3, 16 through 21, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth And to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be the glory in the church 
and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. We are loved by God. If we could understand, he says, the breadth, the length, the height, the depth, and to know the love which surpasses knowledge. We're loved so deeply by God. He's concerned what's going on in our lives, and he loves us deeply and tremendously. The transformation of your mind takes time. Be patient. So I have some things, and it's not a list in in any specific order, but there are some things that I've noticed that can hinder our prayers being answered. Obviously, when we pray, we want to pray in faith. We want to pray in faith, believing that God hears us when we pray and that God will answer our prayers. But there are things that, like I said, can hinder our prayers or impede them or slow them down. And again, this isn't um, a list as, as most important to least important. It's just with some observations that I've made through the years. Number one, prayers can be hindered by lack of love. Jesus said that the world will know and recognize us, his disciples, by our love that we have one for another. When that love is not evident, then our prayers are hindered. There's a couple verses here I want to share with you out of Proverbs. Proverbs 17:9. He who conceals a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates intimate friends. Proverbs 21:13. He who shuts his ear to the cry of the poor will also cry himself and not be answered. Proverbs 19, 17, One who is gracious to a poor man lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his good deed. The Bible says giving to the poor is actually lending to God. When we're kind to others, or that we have love in our hearts for others, that's how the world will know that we're his disciples. Friends, let us have love in our hearts. Lack of love can hinder our prayers. Number two, prayers can be hindered by pride and selfishness. Pride and selfishness are the opposite of Christian love, and they can hinder prayer. James 4.3 says, You ask and you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, so that you may spend it on your pleasures. Pride puffs up. Pride looks to self instead of looking to God. Pride says, I've got this. I can do this. I'm able to take care of this instead of looking to God. The Bible actually says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Pride and selfishness, looking after ourselves and our own interests instead of taking consideration of the wellness of others can hinder our prayers. Number three, prayers are hindered by unbelief and doubt or the absence of faith. Hebrews 11.6, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and he is the rewarder of those who seek him. James 1, 6 through 8, but he must ask in faith without any doubting, for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man 
ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. If you have unbelief, you are not operating in faith. Unbelief will keep you from receiving God's promises. Hebrews 3.19 So we see that they were not able to enter into his rest because of their willingness to adhere to trust and rely on God. Their unbelief had shut them out and they were unable to enter his rest. Unbelief will hinder your prayers, but faith in God and his word will bring every promise of God to pass. Number four, prayers are hindered by disobedience. Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2. Now it shall be, if you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. We need to obey God and please him for our prayers to be answered. 1 John 3, 21 through 22, he says, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God and whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight. To be obedient, to be a doer of the word. It takes more than just hearing God's word to prosper. You must also act upon the word. James points out to us, James 1, but prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. As a doer of the word, you will receive God's blessing and promises. And he goes on in verse 25, but one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. Disobedience can hinder our prayers. We need to be obedient. Number five, prayers are hindered by family discord and strife. Marriage was ordained by God in the first few chapters of the Bible. God had made everything and he looked at it and said, it is good. Then he looked at man and said, it is not good that man should be alone. So he made a helper for him. Man and woman were created by God to complement and finish each other. When this relationship is filled with ungodly discord or strife, everything suffers. 1 Peter 3, 7. In the same way you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. In the Amplified, it says, otherwise you cannot pray effectively. There is a direct correlation. Husbands, if you're listening to the way that you treat and honor your wife. And if you're not doing it properly or correctly, it says, treat her as you should. Honor her. She's the, your joint heir with Christ. He says, if you don't, your prayers will be hindered. 
A strife-filled marriage or dishonor to your wife will hinder your prayers and stop the flow of God's abundance into your life. And it's not only true in marriage, but the way you interact with other family members, friends, co-workers, and it's also important how you are if you desire to live as God designed. And what I mean is you can't try to be a witness to your co-workers or your family when you're living like everybody else. But when you make that distinction and you have your marriage is filled with honor, your relationships, you honor and love others and you treat them with honor and dignity and respect. But if you treat people poorly, it can hinder your prayers. Number six, prayers are hindered by unforgiveness or a lack of reconciliation. The cornerstone of our faith is that Jesus Christ died for our sins. Christ paid for our sins, and he forgives our sins. Matthew 6, 12 through 15 gives us a warning. Jesus says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. In Mark, he puts it this way, Mark eleven twenty five and 26. Whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your Father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father who is in heaven forgive your transgressions. Even before we move on, if you have unforgiveness or anything like that, ask God to to forgive. Let that go. Do not allow unforgiveness or bitterness into your relationships with your Christian brothers and sisters or your family. It can hinder God working in your life. Matthew 5, 23 and 24, Therefore, if you're presenting your offering at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your offering. This verse implies that God will not accept your offerings if you have discord with a brother or sister in the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 21, and he says, Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and then gave us the ministry of reconciliation, namely that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not counting their wrongdoings against them, and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were making an appeal through us, we beg you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Let us be reconciled one to another. Let our hearts not have any unforgiveness or bitterness. Let us have pure hearts before him. Going in number seven, and I just have a few more and I'll be closing. Number seven, prayers are hindered by sin. Psalm 66, 18, if I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. 
Isaiah 59, 1 and 2, Behold, the Lord's hand is not so short that it cannot save, nor is his ear so dull that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Friends, sin is what separates us from God. We need to repent if we have sin in our life so that we can be reconciled and that God will have his ear attentive to our cry, that his eyes will be open to us. Our sins have hidden his face from us and that he does so he does not hear. So let that not be anything that is hindering our prayers. Just two more. Number eight, prayers are hindered by religion and idolatry. The people of Israel in the time of Hosea weren't living sinful lives. In fact, they were deeply religious, yet God rebuked their works and turned his back on them. And if it was true for them, it will be true for us. Ezekiel says this, Ezekiel 14, 1 through 5. And then some of the leaders of Israel visited me. And while they were sitting with me, this message came to me from the Lord. Son of man, these leaders have set up idols in their hearts. They have embraced things that will make them fall into sin. Why should I listen to their requests? Tell them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. The people of Israel have set up idols in their hearts and fallen into sin. And then they go to a prophet asking for a message. So I, the Lord, will give them the kind of answer their great idolatry deserves. I will do this to capture the minds and hearts of all my people who have turned from me to worship their detestable idols. Friends, we don't want God to turn away from us. And notice it doesn't say that they actually carved these idols and set them up. It says they were in their hearts. They had idols that they worshiped in their hearts. And we need to be careful that we are not falling into a religious spirit or idolatry. Proverbs 1, 24 through 28. Because I called and you refused, I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention. And you neglected all my counsel and you did not want my reproof. I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your dread comes. When your dread comes like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call on me, but I will not answer They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Friends, let that be a warning to our hearts when God is reaching out or calling and he stretched out his hand to help and he was refused. He says, but then when calamity comes and you'll call out to me, as was the pattern, people would go about their daily lives and they would neglect God. They would turn from him and worship idols. And then calamity would happen and they'd call on the name of God and he would relent and God would be merciful and then they would fall back into the same pattern. Let it not be us. Let us not fall into that pattern. And lastly, again, these are not in uh, a particular order, just some observations that I've made. Lastly, number nine, prayers are hindered when we're out of God's will. One of the most important requirements of effectual fervent prayer is seeking God's will. 
Even Jesus, when he prayed to the Father, he sought the will of the Father over his own will. Remember, he said, not my will, but your will be done. Our prayers can be hindered if we don't do the same thing. 1 John 5, 14, and this is the confidence that we have before him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. We should desire to live and pray according to God's will. So at the beginning, I said that I was hoping that 2021 would be a year of prayer, a year of answered prayer. And I've mentioned a number of things that can hinder our prayers. And so the question then, how then do we pray? How can we pray so that we know that God hears and answers? And I want to share with you in closing out of Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. Nehemiah gives us a beautiful picture of what prayer looks like. He says this, beginning in verse 3. And they said to me, the remnant there in the province who survived the captivity are in great distress and disgraced, and the wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. Now when I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days, and I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And I said, please, Lord God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps the covenant and faithfulness for those who love him and keep his commandments. Verse 6, let your ear now be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant, which I am praying before you now, day and night, on behalf of the sons of Israel, your servants, confessing the sins of the sons of Israel, which we have committed against you. I and my father's house have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the ordinances which you commanded your servant Moses. Remember, please, the word which you commanded your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though those of you who have been scattered were in the most remote, remote part of the heavens, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place where I have chosen to have my name dwell. They are your servants and your people who you redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. Please, Lord, may your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and the prayer of your servants who delight to revere your name. And please make your servant successful today and grant him mercy before this man as he was going to petition the king. He came with an attitude, a humble attitude. Please, God, please listen but he acknowledged his sin and the sin of his people. And he asked God to intervene, to intercede before them. Friends, let's not allow anything to hinder our prayers that would stand in the way of our relationship with God or anything that would impede or be an obstacle from God answering our prayers. Let our hearts be clean and pure before God. Let not anything in there, no unforgiveness or things that linger, especially even last week as I spoke about all things new, anything from the past that wants to creep into this year that still puts a chokehold on our prayers. Let me pray.
God, I just ask that you would reveal to us anything within our hearts as we would just be introspective for a moment, anything within our hearts that would hinder our prayers, maybe the way we're treating our spouse or being dishonorable. God, things that that we can do that are causing it. God, I pray that you would reveal those to us and then we would act upon it and we would remove those obstacles, those barriers, those things that would hinder our prayers from being answered. God, I pray for each one today who is discouraged or maybe is is not even wanting to pray, doesn't even have words. You said that, Holy Spirit, you make groanings on our behalf, words inexpressible. I pray, God, you said that you intercede for us, that you're our advocate in heaven. God, may this be the year of answered prayer. May this be the year of answered prayer, prayers that have been prayed in the past, prayers for loved ones, for salvation, for family members, for co-workers, for our cities, for our nations. I pray that this would be the year of answered prayer, that as we get those obstacles out of the way, that God, you will hear our prayers, that you will answer our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you have never come to faith in Christ, admit that you're a sinner and need a Savior. We all are sinners and need a Savior. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Confess that God raised him from the dead. It says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess with your mouth that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's the confessing of the mouth and believing in the heart. Friends, I pray that you have a blessed week. Thank you for listening. Please tune in next week for another inspirational message. If you're in the East Lothian area, visit us online at haddingtonelamchurch.com for information about how you can join us for our weekly Sunday services.